You are listening to the People-Centric Podcast, where we talk through the toughest challenges that people face at work and give practical advice to fixing those challenges. Thanks for joining our movement to create workplaces that are happier, healthier, aligned, and empowered by putting people at the center of all that we do. Hello again, people-centric leaders. Matt Griswold back with you. Man, it feels like a while since I have done a podcast. So I'm just super excited to be able to be here. Uh, and I'm not alone. I'm surrounded by several of my of my peers, familiar voices. And if you follow us on YouTube, uh, now familiar faces uh, as well, right? For the People-Centric Podcast, thanks for coming along uh, to check out this episode as well. And I don't know if it's the title of the episode that intrigued you to want to click on this, or uh, maybe this is just, you know, defining your life uh, right now in many different circumstances. I don't know. We we travel all over the country and we hear about this idea or this concept of burnout. How many of you listening right now, you can raise your hand. I can't see it, but you could do that. Um, how many of you are just burned out in job and life? Um, those, yeah, Diana, you're there. I silently heard everyone's hands go up <laughs> in my head. I saw it. I just know that everyone out there is like, big hands up. Yeah. Well, if that is a representation of the people that I interact with uh, while I travel around the country and hang out with people, and I, I would say that Diana's on the right track. There's probably a lot of hands that went up. In fact, you might be listening to this podcast right now going, haven't you done a podcast that kind of talks about burnout? You know what? We have. What do people keep asking for? Burnout, uh, burnout discussion, talking points and things like that. Not that we're burned out of talking about burnout, but maybe. I don't know. Uh, there's lots of different avenues that we're going to go to this uh, on this topic today. Some of them might be unpopular opinions. I'm just warning that, warning you of that right now. <laughs> right now, I might go, go full on dad mode on some I people. Feel today. Like every time Matt is on the podcast, there is some unpopular opinion that comes out. Like it's just you're going to do huh. it. It's just yeah. Like, have we ever all agreed on a podcast? No. Right. That's what makes it fun. fun. Um, So, you know, a a few a few podcasts ago, and I say this uh, maybe a few months ago, by this point, we did a podcast uh, called Lead Them Well. And one of the talking points of Lead Them Well, one of the main stories, I wanted to kind of go back and share a part of this story just to identify maybe what it is that we're talking about with burnout. You know, you start talking about uh, catchphrases like these buzzwords like this. Sometimes you really need to define it to make sure we know what we're talking about. We're on the same page, right? Uh, so a little while ago, I don't know, when was our team builder? When was our team trip, our team function? It was back in the spring, right? That we went May. to Tacoma. May. May. Yeah. We were in Tacoma. We took a little uh, trip. Philip, you were brand new with the company at the time there, right? This is one of Philip's first experiences. Day number one, a trip to Seattle. It was it was yeah. very Day nice. Number one. And Except I was burned out unreasonably on- high. So yeah. Your first day. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny how that was day number one trip to Seattle. And then you're going to hear my story and how I couldn't stand my team anymore. Um, I don't know if it was because Philip had just joined us. I don't think that's probably it. Matt I, says he you couldn't know, stand his team, but it was just me. It was just me. Yeah. <laughs> one one L and Philip, one bad, one bad guy in the team. No, oh. no. I, I think it was that I broke Matt before I broke all of people centrics technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> you know, really put you through the test. But now you have a, a powerful story to share. 
I've got a story to share. I'm going to set the stage for you. Okay. We were in Seattle doing very Seattle things. And if you've been to Seattle, that's either good or bad, depending on where you land. Right. And we were in uh, some sketchy places uh, there and we were going to eat some dim sum. And then somebody wanted some boba tea and it was, you know, to each their own. It's just not my, I was going to say cup of tea, but that'd be a play on words at that point. It's just not my jam, right? I thought, I felt like I was in one of those escape rooms, but I wasn't. I was in a sketchy area of Seattle. Anyway, this is, I don't know, day two of our of our team building trip that we had everybody there. And guys, I don't know how many people relate to me that's listening to this right now. I was I was all funded out on team building uh, with some of the things, some of the things that we wanted to do. And I say we, I mean, everybody else on the team wanted to do, right? And so I said, hey, before we go on the next excursion, I think I just need to go back to the hotel and do some laundry. Uh, I need to catch up on some laundry, which is also true is during a busy travel time for me going from state to state or whatever. And so I also needed to do that, but it was also convenient at that time because at that time I was feeling kind of the onset of burnout uh, in that moment. So I went back, they dropped me off at the hotel and then they all went and well watched or whatever it was that you guys were doing right together. Is that right? We did, we did literally see orcas and you Three missed orcas and two bald eagles. Yeah. It was amazing. But that's a different story. That's a different story. We have bald eagles in Missouri. We see those okay. fairly often. Uh, and I've been to SeaWorld. You know, but you so are oh, no okay. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, guys, so I go to the I go to the laundry room there at the uh, hotel with every intention of not talking to anybody else. I was going to throw my laundry into the washing machine and go back to my hotel room for 30 minutes while the wash did what it does. And frankly, I didn't even care if the clothes were still there by the time I got back. I was just I was done with everything at that point. And then I met I met a fantastic young man uh, named Matt DeRobertis, and he was uh, in the Air Force. He was a pilot. He was a pilot uh and he was talking about his his uh, uh you know the, the cool things that they do like refueling in the air which still baffles me you slow it down to like 400 degree or 400 degrees 400 miles per hour and refuel in the air yet the only thing he wanted to talk about was me and leadership development and consulting with companies and i was guys frankly i was like <laughs> I don't want to talk about, I talk about this all the time. I just wanted some me time. You know, I wanted, I was like, I felt like Betty White in that Snickers commercial, uh, though you just have to take, cause you're a little much right now, eat a Snickers. And, but I, but I felt like, okay, let me just take a step back and listen to, okay, let me, let me appease this guy and just have that conversation. And you know what led, I won't go through the whole thing cause I've gone through it before, but what ultimately led was this amazing counter with this amazing guy that we, that we got to meet and uh, you know, we're connected on LinkedIn now and, and things like that. But it also gave me an opportunity, this kind of humbling opportunity to be able to, he said, you are what I aspire to be. That's the punchline. It was kind of stopped me in my tracks, you know? And if we're talking about burnout, if I was truly burned out i probably would have put the clothes into the washing machine i probably would have been like hey sorry bud you're up next i'll be back in 30 minutes um and i would have just left and not cared about it but man think about the thing that i would have ultimately uh missed or there's another way that burnout can go too where i just sit there completely disengaged with you not interacting at all i'm physically there but i'm mentally anywhere else but this place where i'm uh, where i'm currently at right now 
And I think that's that's kind of the stuff that we want to talk about, uh, that we want to talk about today. I mean, we hear this all over the place, this idea of burnout. Um, and I think there's many different levels to that. I know, I know uh, uh, sometimes maybe people are being a little dramatic with it. Sometimes it's a real thing, right? It's an actual clinical code now that you can be diagnosed with this thing called burnout. Uh, burnout, it's true. Diana, your face, did you not know that? I didn't know. I didn't know that you could be diagnosed with burnout. What are the symptoms of that? And how do I get that pill? You know, whiny. Uh, I think it's one of the symptoms. I don't, I don't know. These are the unpopular opinions that I thought now. <laughs> you know, the, fa the fact checking here: the World Health Organization recognizes burnout. <laughs> this is a quote as an important occupational phenomenon under the category of factors influencing health status or contact with health services. So you heard it here. So it's like specifically in the healthcare industry. Yeah, you can, um, you can, you can be diagnosed, clinically diagnosed with this. And we speak at a lot of healthcare associations and this is something Don has, has brought up quite a bit too. And so before I go any further, I do want to introduce everybody here just so you can have a voice with the name and, and things like that too. Diana Royalty here, our, our fearless leader, our COO slash co-founder. I love, by the way, writing slash co-founder now with your new title out to, I, I introduce you now as, as that um, as well. So uh, you know, burnout. I, I know you and I talk behind closed doors. You're pretty well uh, burned out with the rest of the team, except for me. That's about right, right? No, the exact <laughs> opposite, but that's okay. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. So welcome, Diana, uh, here. Stephanie Anderson is also with us. This topic of burnout. I mean, how often are you seeing this? Is this a real problem or is it uh, like a like an Aesop's fable? Is it, is it, is it fictional? <laughs> No, it's, it's very real. Sorry, that made me chuckle. Um, it's very real. We see and hear about it a lot. I mean, I personally have experienced burnout in my life and career before. And I think it's something that, yeah, in some ways it feels like it's being talked about a lot. But to your point, Matt, like we keep hearing people like we need resources and tools. We need to know how to help our teams combat this or or sometimes people are even coming to us in coaching and saying like I'm burnt out and I love my career and I love my team and I love what I do and I just don't want to anymore and, I'm over it I, I can't find the motivation were you close to burnout before you went on vacation were you close um, I would say I started seeing like the signs of it where like for That's me fair. Some of the early signs of like, oh, I'm burnt out is like starting to feel like I want to tell people like, I just don't have time for you. Like, I just need you to take care of that yourself. And I get, I start feeling like Matt where I'm like, if you could just quit complaining about everything and find a solution on your own, that would be super duper. Thanks. Um, and so I think for me, yeah, like um, we've been in a super busy season. It had been quite a while since I had taken a day off. And so, yeah, for me, I was starting to recognize like my empathy was going low and um, I'm already like low there, believe it or not. My empathy is very low on like my Gallup strength. Harmony is like my lowest. So I'm like, oh, I don't care if we don't get along right now. Let's just get some stuff done. Um, so the more I start like 
my inner voice starts sounding like that to other people that I'm like, oh, okay, Stephanie, like you need to take a break because it's starting to creep up on you and you don't really care if other people um, get bathroom breaks because we just have to get this thing done. Thanks. <laughs> That's <laughs> You know what? And for those of you listening, you should go on YouTube so you can watch Stephanie's nonverbals as she's also explaining uh, her feelings about that. Uh, those those were yeah. my face doesn't lie. I have no perker face. You will know how I'm feeling. So thank you. You're Wonderful. Welcome. Thank you, Stephanie. Thank you for being here. Can't wait for the conversation. And then lastly, we have Philip Herzog. Uh, Philip, on a, a scale of one to ten, uh, where are you on the burnout uh, level personally? Like, where do you where do you land? Seven, eight, something like well, that. Personally, yeah. Well, I definitely no clearly need sure. you know, Yeah. I, I burned out Matt in two days. I burned yeah. out Stephanie in four months. Uh, and our co-founder Diana is safely in Tacoma until I disrupted yet more technology today. So I am effectively like a burnout slug. It is contagious. Yeah. Wow. But I leading to those, you know, meta mat moments that you had there, like the laundry mats doing their thing. Um, I would say I've had my fair share of burnout, certainly. Uh, and even in this role, uh, you know, we had a couple of team members who were out recently. And so there's just a lot more coming at you. And our schedules were perfectly balanced until someone had an extra need. Hey, we have a question. We have a conversation. We'd really like your help. There was a pod class we were we were doing with a group, someone had a question, super excited to help them. And it led to time spent with them that I wanted to do a project instead. And at the end of the day, yeah, I was like, wow, I am tired. But I would say for myself, I know there's a difference between burnout and tired. And we were talking about that at the start too. I always imagine, you know, a candle, we have a certain candle in our house that we just love the smell of, right? You're burning it. It's starting to burn out when it starts to flicker and sputter and then the wick is smaller than the wax around it and the fire just dies and that's like the burnout you know when you have to hold a candle to the side you really have to make room um that's burnout i've only been tired in this new job not burnt out but before in previous roles i could measure burnout based on like i still cared but i really lost the effort and energy to make a difference you know beyond like just what i could handle i think you feel burnt out when you're ironically drowning in work, you don't feel accomplished. And the last thing I would just say that we had a Pathfinder we did recently with a health clinic and someone in this rural area said, during COVID, I had family in my neighborhood calling and saying, I'm concerned for so-and-so's life. What do I do? Can you help me? And that whole team that was there during that time said, we had no idea like how hard this was on us until you know COVID more or less it's not done, right? But it's essentially finished. We got through that season. They said, and collectively, we fell apart after that because we realized what we had gone through. So they have burnout, right? There's not much in the tank. So it's a real question for managers. How do you help fill the tank and move people forward in the middle of all this change and stress? Yeah, because there's a couple of different angles, thank you, Philip, that we can that we can take for this, right? So is it, how do I identify burnout within myself? And then how do I identify maybe burnout within others? But then how do I then manage that? What if I have identified that? Now, what does, let, let's maybe even take it a step further um, as well. Like what does somebody, what does an individual, we don't have to use uh, names, right? Uh, but what does an individual who is burned out what might that actually look like? What are the traits of that individual? How do I how do I identify something like that? Or maybe within myself? Oh man, I was gonna say, I think it is a little different for every person, but but both all of us have kind of identified that people start to disengage or start to not 
quote unquote care, like your humanity kind of goes away. It's a, it's kind of terrible because you just, you start to not feel like yourself. You start to not feel like you want to care about the things that you usually care about. You start to not want to care about other people and their issues. And you just sort of weirdly start to disassociate from the things that you shouldn't disassociate from. That's, I think there's a common theme somewhere there. Yeah. That's what I was going to say too, Diana. It's like, for me, I'd call it like apathy where normally like I'm a very driven person. I want to see things and I have goals. I like coming up with new ideas. Like I like creating new stuff all the time. And for me, it's like when that apathy feeling starts creeping in, like I don't really care what we do or what we accomplish so long as whatever that is, is done. And I can just put that behind me. Um, yeah, the kind of that feeling of like, when you see people on your team who are normally have a lot of like passion or, or zeal, um, or are really normally the people that lean in when you start noticing them kind of just sitting back and being like, okay, whatever, you know, like maybe there's not discussion around things anymore. People are just like, yeah, sure. Whatever. I think it's that apathy that, is common for a lot of people. And I, I agree with you, Diane. I think people express that in a lot of different ways. Some of us are more quiet about that feeling. Other people are louder with that feeling and how they express it. But it's just kind of this general, like, I don't have anything left to give. Like my capacity is all dried up. Yeah, that, yeah, it, it's it's almost like this uh, stark difference in the norm, right? Maybe you're a little you're a little chippier than uh, normal, or snapping back at people, uh, maybe more than normal. I think another sign of this actual burnout, and I see I hear this quite a bit too. Um, you know, we we have a lot of fun with it, joking with it, but it's pretty serious, right? And so I think the other side of this uh, also, and I hear this quite a bit too, is whenever I'm taking whatever that looks like, whatever that I have morphed into at work and I'm now taking that person home at the same time. And I think that's like next level, right? That that that's one of those things where, you know, one of the worst worst cases I've heard about it, um a lady told me she said, "Man, I leave here in tears every single day and now I take it out on my kids whenever I get home." And nobody wants to be nobody wants to be in that spot, right? No, if you are if you are you are you don't like the reflection that you are now at work and that reflection of yourself carries it carries itself over to your friends and family outside of work, you're probably right in the midst of what that burned out that we are really talking about, um, that we're really talking about today. And so I would say nobody wants to be in that space. It's probably time to start managing um, what that looks like for you personally too. So, so I, I, you know, what is it? I don't even know if it's, if it's worth talking about, what is it not? Uh, but that's that, I think we've, we've done a good job of talking about what it, what it is. Do you guys have any thoughts? If I said, what is it not? And this is kind of why we make light of it at the same time, but yeah. Yeah, we were talking earlier how we, you know, we're kidding. Everyone raises their hand when they say burnout. I think everybody has moments of bur- like I even think your burnout example with laundry mat was just a moment. You weren't truly burnt out, right? It was you were having a moment of high stress. You needed a break. It was time for you to refill your cup in a different way, but I don't think you were truly burnt out then. Um cuz I I was with you. I know you. I, you weren't truly burnt out then. I'm just going to say it. Um, but, I, but I also think there are people have bad days and people have bad weeks and people have bad, you know, couple of weeks, right? Stressful things. So I don't think that, I don't think that burnout is just generalized stress in your job or even 
a stressful meeting or a stressful day or a stressful couple days, I think this is a prolonged, Yeah, I have had too much on my plate. I'm go, I'm a nurse in a pandemic, right? Like those types of things are, I think more indicative of burnout than just moments of tiredness or stress. Yeah, I think that's well said. I, you know, it, once I find myself there and it doesn't seem like, you know, we talk about narrative paradigms and the stories that we tell ourselves and we get stuck in those stories and sometimes we can't get unstuck. Similarly with this, it, you know, I, I think that if you can get yourself kind of unstuck by just, uh, you know, maybe maybe you took a day off and you're all back back to better. You probably weren't burned out. You're probably just a little stressed. Maybe maybe just maybe just had a rough patch there, but now you're better, right? You had a you had a spa day. I'm all set now. I don't know if that was actual burnout, uh, right? You were probably just a little frustrated. Just needed a little bit of me time. That Snickers bar that we talked about. The 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 actual burnout uh, is something a little more serious, a little more in depth, a little more prolonged. And it's probably pretty obvious to a lot of people around you that you were caught in the midst of what that is. Philip. I think a way to test it too, you know, I like that you mentioned the storytelling that we give ourselves. I always, you know, it's like your internal narrator. And when I'm burnt out or near the verge of that, my internal narrator says like, won't, can't, and don't, right? Like, oh, I won't get that done. I can't get that done. Oh, they don't care. They won't get that done. They, and that's, that's not useful. That's not helpful. Um, the opposite of that, it still can be a time where there's hectic challenges, uh, but it's how I approach them. So I would say not burnt out is when you're like, yeah, hey, something I've run across something that's frustrating. That can exist in a world that doesn't have burnout. Frustration will be there. We're not talking about this fake utopia where business is done exactly on time and there's no issues, right? It's like, no, when issues happen, uh, I can adapt with them and I can lean into my team with help. Uh, and we can get these things done. And then I, I, this is going back to, I guess, the opposite of your question. What, I, I was working at nonprofit years and years ago and was getting a life insurance test done. So part of that was a blood draw and then, you know, checking blood pressure. And I was so calm. It was an afternoon. I got off work early to go do a test. I was going to get coffee with a friend after that. And uh, at this facility, you know, they have the little blood pressure monitor on my arm. And I got a work email. And I open up my phone. And the second I opened up the email, the person taking my blood pressure literally said, whoa, there's a spike there. Because uh, at first they were saying, you're so healthy. Look at this balanced blood pressure. And then looking at this one email just psyched me up so much for work. Was uh, it from that Diana? Was it Diana's email? Exactly. Yeah, it was Diana Royalty. <laughs> even the co-founder, she was making me hurt. Yeah. But I think that's the idea to like, does an, a work email cause your blood pressure to skyrocket when it shouldn't like, well, that's a sign. That's a sign. Um, so again, I would say leaning into a team is really one of the most helpful parts. I know my skills and I'm happy to ask for help beyond that, as opposed to the start where you're like, I have to hide what I can't do or just push through where I can't succeed is a difference I would look at. Yeah. And you know, this is a bigger part of this conversation too, is that organizations everywhere are trying to figure out how to retain talent trying to figure out how to engage talent, trying to figure out how to retain talent. And so it behooves them to kind of understand maybe what the signs of burnout look like and then how do we actually help with that, right? Let's maybe go into that stage. Like what are some of those things that you can do to be able to, to remedy that? Maybe on a personal level, but how do I help maybe somebody else do that? And I'm guessing we're going to have a range of answers here. Yeah, I was thinking when Philip was talking, like Philip, you were identifying like in your burnout, like specific things that were contributing to it. And I think that's one of the best things you can do. Like when you start having these feelings, at least this is what's helpful for me, 
is to sit down and figure out like, why do I really feel this way? And is it, is it truly like this, like burnout that is leaning towards a depression and it really is like overwhelming in my life? Or can I think about, okay, if this changed and that changed, then I wouldn't feel this way. And then it's probably not burnout or it's like I could prevent it. So when I'm saying this, I'm thinking of the example of like scheduling, right? You know, um, we have clients all over the country. We work um, in a lot of different places and spaces. So there are moments where for our team, like our calendars are full, And we are going from meeting to meeting and those days feel super busy. And so I think for me, like it's acknowledging if I start feeling stressed, is it just because my calendar is busy this week? And then I can look at next week and know it's going to be different. Or if I look at my calendar, it's busy all the time. Then if I ask for help, then somebody would take one off my calendar and that would be better. So I think some of that is really understanding why are you feeling the way that you're feeling and processing through it a little bit and saying, okay, if this change, does that change how I feel? You know, I've been in that place before. I'm someone who I tend to take on a lot on my own. And then sometimes I'll have somebody on our team go like, well, what if I just did that for you? And then as Matt mentioned before, I'm very expressive. And one time Don said that he's like, what if I just did that? And I went, huh? And I kind of melted. And he was like, Yep. So that was it. That was the thing that we needed to do differently because that was a literal physical relief off of your body. I saw your reaction change. So it's knowing like, is there something that if it changed or I had help or there was a solution that it would change how I feel or no. And then, and then is that really burnout? And maybe I need to talk to someone about that feeling, or I need to have a bigger discussion with with my boss or my manager or leader about about really my role and what's there if it's not maybe there I can't find solutions to what I'm facing. Yeah, no, I I, I think that's good. That's a good self discovery uh, kind of a thing. And I like how you didn't necessarily know it until it happened, and then it was like, okay, that was that was kind of the thing. So so you know, because some people might say, why don't you just voice that ahead of time? But sometimes we don't know what to voice. I'm just stuck. Like somebody has to help get me un- unstuck uh, at the same time. Diana? I was just going to say, I love that example because I think it helps managers too, right? Don obviously saw that you were busy, that there was something happening and that you needed help, right? He saw that to Don's credit. I think that's great. Um, maybe not all managers are able to do that. I know we have an open office, we're really small, but there has to be a time where a manager can look at an employee and kind of also say, this is just how it is and I can't fix it or what can I do to fix it, right? And if it's if the answer is this is how it is and I can't fix it, then you're just gonna keep burning out those employees that come here and do your job, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. What other things? What other things that are, you know, are you able and, you know, Stephanie, you had talked about maybe a conversation with a manager or superior or something like that. Uh, counseling, get it, get the, get the person that maybe is not your boss. And maybe those are the best people to also, uh, you know, have a, have a therapist, uh, go to a few sessions with a therapist and help them unpack that. Sometimes, sometimes our minds get tangled. Uh, there's things up there that are, that are hard to untangle uh, and, and it's hard for the people that are closest to you to untangle those things too. Having kind of an impartial third party um, is uh, another good opportunity to be able to help untangle that. Would you agree? 
Absolutely. I am a huge proponent of therapy. I have been in therapy for a long time. And even in seasons where I felt more healthy, I have been in therapy because to your point, exactly, Matt, sometimes it is good to have someone who is not so close to the situation to give another perspective or opinion or help you think through, you know, especially either a therapist or someone who knows you well and understands what your passions are, um, what your desires are, and what's really important to you. And they can help you stay aligned with that and, and make sure you're, you're moving toward that. Or they can point out like, hey, you're living outside of your values right now on some of this. And maybe that's part of the reason that you feel so stressed because there are boundaries that are being violated for you in your life. And how do you do that? So I mean, we are huge proponents of therapy or of coaching. You know, if you have a coach and we do a lot of coaching um, or even a mentor who you can reach out to somebody who maybe isn't right next to it. Cause Diana, while you were talking like, yes, Don is, is excellent at that. He's really good at noticing and identifying. Now that is not everyone's talent or gift as a manager. Some people also, the manager might be feeling burnt out and is maybe too close to the situation to see a solution. And so the manager might, you might be thinking as a manager, well, there's nothing I can do or change. Like take that to a third party, you know, call us and we're happy to help you think through it because there often is a solution. It's very rare that there's a moment where there's like, oh, there's absolutely nothing you can do about that. And we just have to let that person sit in their burnout. Sorry about you. You know, so I think it's great to get a, another perspective on things when you can. Yeah, I had an out, I had a outside mentor uh, one time identify like, Diana, your, your language has changed about this job. You no longer are happy. There is something going on. And that, that change, she said that to me, like your language has changed. What is going on? And I was like, whoa, I'm just burnt out, I think. And she was like, great, let's talk about that, right? Because I struggle to identify when I'm just busy and like doing too much or taking on too much versus when I really need a break and I am burnt out. So that outside insight even was able to say like, your language has changed. What have you done about this? How can we help you get through this? What else do you need? What resources do you have? And kind of help me walk through all of the things I had in my toolkit to get past what I was feeling. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So we're, we are, uh, proponents of that for sure. Uh, we're, fa- we're fans of that. Um, what about, what about, I just wrote down a couple of different things here. These might be, I don't know how you feel about them, but what if another thing that I could potentially do is change some, some routine, change some routine, because maybe the reason why I'm stuck in this burnout is because of the tediousness of the monotony and I'm frustrated by that and blah, blah, blah. And so I wonder if I could change a routine. Now, for some of us, that might be, I'm going to get up a little earlier and and exercise, or I'm going to carve out some time to read a book or whatever, you know, whatever that might look like. But I wonder if it's something as easy as you feel yourself starting to slip into that change, some pick something to change, uh, to, to distract us maybe from the norm. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I love I love that idea. I think um something that kind of fills your cup, something that is for you. We talk a lot about self-care and that kind of stuff. Something that changes your environment or what you're doing, that can absolutely get somebody out of it um and just help them find a little bit more energy or a little bit more um enjoyment. I love your laundry mat story because that person 
Matt, the other Matt, didn't change your environment, didn't change what you were going through, didn't change what you were doing, but absolutely changed your perspective just because he said things of encouragement, which filled your cup. He was excited about what you do. He pointed out that your job matters, right? Those things are important to humans. And so I love that when he did that, you were instantly like lifted out of this crappy feeling into this really good feeling of, oh my gosh, you're right. My job does matter. I do have like part of something bigger. I am a part of something bigger. This is really cool. And sometimes I forget that. Yeah. It was, he was my therapist at that time. And I didn't know it. I was going to pour into him and he was pouring into me. And so, you know, I think that maybe is another good opportunity to find somebody else to kind of pour into uh, because, you know, no matter who you are, one of the kickers of that, no matter who you are, there is always somebody that aspires to be you. No matter who you are, there is somebody that aspires to be you. And so maybe there is somebody, something you can do to be able to pour into somebody else. I have another one here too, but I don't know if it's a popular opinion or not. Quit your job. Quit your job. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, okay. <laughs> don't, no, don't go to your boss tomorrow and be like, I listened to the people centric podcast <laughs> and they told me that you're the worst and that I should quit. <laughs> but I'm serious. There is like, if, if you go to work and you're miserable all the time and you have to drag yourself there. I hear you. Yes. Go find yes. another job. Um, you don't have to do that. You know, and some, I can hear people going like, no, I make X amount of dollars. I have to do it because I make X amount of dollars. I have the golden handcuffs or, you know, it's close to my house and I don't want to travel far. Okay. I mean, and sometimes, sometimes it's either quit doing it or quit complaining about it. Which one do you want to do? Yeah. Which one do you want to do? Right. Help me help you. Um, and, you know, I think that's very real feedback as well. I don't know what you guys think. Where do you land on that? I, I did this. I did do that. <laughs> so I have done that. Um, but the job I had before this, I was completely burnt out. I didn't see a way out. I didn't see things changing. I was angry. I was bringing it home. I was not a nice person. I'm already not that nice in general. So for me to be even less nice, it was not good. Um, and so yeah. I, I did Matt's <laughs> like, yep, you're mean. Um, but I did, I did quit that job and I quit that job and I came to people centric. I took a big pay cut. It was a really big change for me. Um, I wasn't totally sure what I was going to be doing here. And it turns out it was like the best decision of my life. So I, I did take a step backwards to make a big step forwards and to, to just change everything that was happening in my life. Cause it wasn't healthy and it was I was burnt out. Yeah. I mean, I agree with that. I've done that before as well yeah. and left a job because I was super burnt out. And I think for me, it it was it was everything that you said, Diana, but also I just realized I wasn't going to be able to move past it. That even if like some things changed, that I had changed as a result of that happening and of the burnout. I wanted different things for myself and for my career. I expected different things from my leaders that the boss that I had at that time, just that she couldn't do that. Right. And I had to get to a moment of recognizing I'm not going to change her. And while a lot of things could change about my job at the end of the day, like I've changed. And so I need to do something different for myself to find that satisfaction in my work. Um, 
So I think it's totally okay. Like life is too short, short to work a job that you hate. And so like, if you're at that point where you can't think of a solution that would just make it better, or maybe you recognize, like I did, like I was a different person than I was when I had taken that job. There were things in my personal life that were going on too, that had changed me and it had made it not a good fit for me anymore. And I tried for a long time for it to fit again. And it just didn't that it's time to, to move on. Um, And I will say, if you're a manager listening to this and you're freaking out, like, oh my God, don't tell my people to quit right now. Don't you know how hard it is to hire? I think this is why it's so important and why you should check in with your employees regularly. Know about how they're doing. Know about what feels frustrating to them in their role. What are the parts of their role that they enjoy? I think it's even worthwhile to ask them, like, do you feel like you're undervalued right now? Or are there things that gifts you have that we're not using or or areas you'd want to work in, like ask your people these questions, because sometimes that is the solution um, for people. They just need to know that you care and that um, you're there for them or that you're even open for their job to, to be done differently or to changing that process or to doing something could make the difference between someone deciding to stay um, or, or leave. I would add to that, you know, it's the difference between, and I burnt out my camera for YouTube watchers. Sorry about that. The darkness of my screen does not reflect the joy of my soul right now. Um, But burnout, if it feels like it's a seasonal thing, there's like an, there's an end in sight. That's a different thing. But I would say if you, if you're to the point where you think there's just, you don't see that light at the end of the tunnel and to Stephanie's idea of, I don't know if I'm positively contributing anymore. You really should take stock of that. Uh, what are the things that you still enjoy about your job? If you're not doing those, lean into those more. Talk to your supervisor and your manager and just be really upfront with them. Hey, I loved my job. I don't love it now. Can I do more of the things I used to love? How can we figure this out? I think that's a great question for a manager because we do hear a lot of managers say, I had no idea. I was surprised when so-and-so said this. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree with that. And we know that your soul is joyful, Philip. It's no reflection of your screen. If you're we black. we can hear the joy every time. It's such yeah. a great experience. If that, were Diana's, if that were Diana's screen, we like, yeah, we get it. Right. Yeah. We get it. Yeah. You you're, you're different than that. All right. So anyway, I think we've attacked this from a couple of different angles. Again, not our first podcast that we've done on this topic with this idea of burnout here. So hopefully you walk away, you know, each time we come to you with a different topic, we hopefully you're walking away with at least one thing, one thing, maybe, maybe, maybe we're talking to people right now that needed to hear this for yourself because you feel like you are right in the midst of that thing. And hopefully you have one of those takeaways that this is something that you could potentially that you could potentially do. Another activity that I will leave you with, and then I'll see if anybody else has any parting shots that they would like to uh, do as well. An activity that we encourage people to do, and I think it's pretty strong. You imagine yourself, it's a year from now, it's one year from now, and you're looking back at the previous year and it was wildly successful. It was a great year. Uh, What happened? What are the things that happened over the past year that made it a great year and maybe bullet point some of those things. It's important to be able to understand what that looks like so you can define what winning looks like for you, not organizationally, but for you as a person, you can define what winning and success might look like in that realm. Um, And then, you know, on top of that, then you can start to take steps to try to make sure that those things happen. So uh, anyway, good activity if you wanted to, to give that a shot. Diana, Philip, any last words here before we say goodbye? 
I was just going to say, if you really do feel stuck and you need an outside person, we're all here. Shoot us an email. I'll, one of us will talk to you. For, that's not a problem. Yeah, we love to interact with our with our folks there. So yeah. feel free to interact with us. We're very personable. Philip, anything to add? <laughs> uh, I concur. And yes, it, there's there. it's not a forever thing. Burnout does not have to be a forever thing. Yeah, great. Great. Again, hopefully you took something away from it. Uh, interact with us. Send us a question if you have other questions or thoughts or any, any of those moments after the podcast is over. True with any of the topics, by the way. If you have those yeah, but moments, yeah, but my situation, feel free to funnel that to us too. We'll we'll be happy to interact with you. And, and um, you know, I'm not going to charge you for replying to an email. People think that. That's not how that works. I'm not going to charge you for, for, for uh, having, a, having a phone chat with you, uh, you know, and responding to an email. Uh, let us know if you, if you need any anything else from us uh, and give us other topics that you'd like to discuss too. But until next time, please share the podcast, continue to listen. Uh, we love you all. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the people centered podcast. We are so grateful for you joining us every week. If you like this content, please like and subscribe. Also feel free to share on your social media with everyone that you know, it really does help us. If you would like to contact us, I have put our information in the show notes. Please reach out anytime. We love hearing from you. We will be back next week with a new topic. Until then, be well and be